Welcome to Why Was This Ever Cool? And since this week we're watching a movie that's got so much drama, we've decided that we're going to do away with our drab old normal names and trade up to something a little bit more fabulous. So for henceforth, or at least for this episode, you shall refer to me as Madam Ida Cut-A-Bitch. And I shall be Melissa Merkin. Look it up. Don't, don't look it up. He told me kind of what it was, and I still don't know, and I'm not going to look it oh, up. Oh, you don't know? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you did. I don't. Don't tell me. Oh. <laughs> I'm a good Christian woman, and I oh. can't have that on my soul. How are you about to get it? <sighs> and since we are moving forward with our fabulous names, I guess we must introduce this fabulous movie that we're going to be reviewing. Let's go for it, Ida. If you hadn't heard, and by that I mean listen to our last episode, we are going to be covering the wonderful... Tu Wong Fu. I thought you were going to say something because you looked like you were ready to say the rest of it. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> yes, you were just like bursting and I'm like, go ahead. Oh, oh I was looking at something else. <laughs> I'm easily distracted. There was a dot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you wanted to introduce the movie and I started Mm-mm. and I was like, oh no, go ahead. <laughs> I used to think this movie was about karate. <laughs> I I still do. I mean, we'll talk about it. I, I just, I didn't remember anything about this movie, but I remember liking it for some reason. All I know is this movie was made in the 90s. <laughs> Official. Ain't no question about that. So Tu Wong Fu came out in 1995, which I thought you were going to say earlier. And if you haven't heard of it, it came out 25 years ago, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I must not. It was rated PG-13. I'm going to say it. Go all out. This movie's about drag queens. Make it art. Um, Nobody going to this movie is expecting family fun. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, Even though this is the same plot as Cars. I actually haven't watched Cars. I started oh. it and was like, I hate these movies. And then it kept shitting them out. And so I was just like, stop. Oh, excuse me. This is the plot of Cars 1. Not Cars 2 where he becomes a secret agent. Or, which one is it? Three or four when they're planes instead? I think it's planes. Okay. I was just like, why do they get spinoffs? Why is it so many? This is not cute. You know why? Merchandising. Props. People buy... I worked at Toys R Us when cars came out. Those little shits get snatched up. (laughs) I honestly think that's the only reason wrestling is still around. Like, we would open up... People would know when it was cars and WWE Day... And they would come in and destroy the aisle they were on. <laughs> There'd be nothing left. So what you're saying is if we had some two Wong Fu action figures, it would do better. I mean, maybe not now, but... <laughs> okay. Maybe some style and head Barbie two Wong Fu themed. <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm not okay with the, the hairstyles they're going to come up with. <laughs> the movie is an hour and 49 minutes. I... 
I think the length of this movie may be a shapeshifter. I claim it. All I know is, so Cody, for some reason, is able to watch these movies straight through usually and take notes. I cannot. I have to pause like every two seconds, write stuff down, sometimes rewind and all this stuff. It took me literally more than three hours to watch this movie. You got some good notes. No, they're the same shit as always. I just don't know why I here's can't a, watch it. Here's a teaser for one of mine. They getting ready. <laughs> That's about you. the first ten minutes of the movie. I hate you so much. They done. <laughs> okay. I felt like I so I, I watched this movie maybe six months ago because I'd never seen it. Shayla's on this kick where she wants to watch movies I watched six months ago to teach me not to watch 90s movies that aren't on our podcast. I keep telling you that. I keep trying to keep myself from watching movies because I'm like, oh, I know this is going to be on the list. So I will watch it say now. I'm excited about our next episode because I've actually been refraining from watching that one because I know it will come up. It's cute. It's cute. You think I remember what the next one's going to be. It's not, but everyone will find out at the end. <laughs> I will say, I felt like I watched this movie. This movie felt like it went by so fast. I was like, oh, wow, man. And I like looked at my watch and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to be done in 30 minutes and I need to take a shower. And I go, this must be done. I was an hour in. I was like, who? Who, who tricked my time? It didn't feel like a long movie, but it was a long movie. It felt like a long movie to me. Like it just went by so fast and then I was like wow that was like 30 minutes and then you check your watch and 40 hours have gone by and you were like who that's a work week (laughs) and I'm glad I'm glad it left I hope whoever played me in that that movie did well (laughs) it got a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDB okay I, I mean I give it that the movie ain't nothing special I'll say this for its time. This was probably groundbreaking. Probably. And honestly, I'm gonna say this: Why didn't Wesley Snipes get like some kind of award for this movie? Because he was scary the whole goddamn movie. But like, that was Wesley Snipes. Like to me, I was like, this is Blade. <laughs> this is Demolition Man, bad guy. I don't know the name of that movie. <laughs> Like, he is, like, even in the background, he is, everything is feminine. All of his manners, everything. I was like, he is on point. Except for him. (laughs) I will say this, though. He's probably the only one of them that actually reminded me of, like, nowadays drag queens. Mm. And it may have been because he, he is darker so you typically with the darker drag queens, you can't tell they're wearing a lot less makeup. Where with yeah, Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo, that was one of the issues that almost made it to my moment of innocence for this movie. How bad their makeup was? No, specifically Wesley's because they didn't make makeup for people with that dark of skin, <coughs> and so there weren't a lot of shades and stuff. I was like, mm. so typically there still aren't. And I noticed because mm-hmm. excuse me, y'all know I I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. And the show we're here, which I think is basically a recreation of a reality series based on Tu Wong Fu. But Bob the Drag Queen is the same color as Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. And he wears yellows and reds all the time. Yep. Just like Wesley Snipes. And I was like, oh! I was like, That's what made me think too. I was like, Wesley Snipes knows what the fuck's up! Yeah, they got like a lot of like 
now we have a lot more hyperpigmented makeup, like shadows and things like that, but there's still a lot like liners and stuff that just don't show up. It's kind of like tattoos as mm -hmm. well. Not for super dark people. I mean, it's not like it helped John Leguizamo <laughs> having color that could show up on his face. Somehow he's Latin and lighter than Patrick Swayze. I like that he addressed it, but that's neither here nor there. We're not even at, we're not even at the movie. Whenever yet. he like, when at one point I realized he had eyeshadow under his eyes, and I was like, "What you do? Paint on a bruise that was lime green?" It's called flair. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like a lot. So how did you remember this movie? Well. I said I remember this movie only as Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo are drag queens. I don't remember the plot at all. I do remember seeing this movie when I was little and thinking it was great. So I wrote, I'm both excited and terrified to watch it now. <laughs> I wrote, three drag queens drive cross country to a competition when their car breaks down in a small town. Yep. Didn't remember any of that. Oh, but you said you saw it recently, so. Yeah. Okay. The plot is three drag queens travel, travel cross country until their car breaks down, leaving them stranded in a small town. <laughs> Oh, did you write Almost that? nailed it. <laughs> Almost nailed it. So this movie came out September 8th, 1995. Mm -hmm. Popular movies at the time, Leaving Las Vegas and Hackers. So we really were right right on the cusp of that 25-year mark then. You said September 8th? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're right around that time. A couple weeks off. Oh, shit. Before. Happy 25. <laughs> wow. Most popular music at the time? Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. I know that one. I do too. I guess it's <laughs> the part where I'm supposed to prove it. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize I got nothing left. That last part was off, but go ahead. That whole thing was dreams. off. No, it was okay. Da, 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 it was da, like da, a whole new rhythm at the last part, though. I was like, you almost had it. I was about to break into You Drive Me Crazy by Britney Spears. That's what it was. I don't even know how that mashup came together, but... I'm here for it. <laughs> My old glee teacher, Will Schuster. <laughs> I like it. And there was a popular video game that came out mm -hmm. around this time, Chrono Trigger. Oh, I thought I was going to know it. It's a very, very popular RPG. About I know what that travel. I do know what that means, though. Well, that's so good. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that I know something. <laughs> All right. On to the movie. Yes. We start off with Patrick Swayze in the shower singing. He gets out, he has like a towel wrapped around him, and he goes and he sits in front of the mirror. I feel like this was supposed to be like, uh, hey girls, you here to see a sexy Patrick Swayze movie? Gotcha! No dick in this one. <laughs> Almost! That towel was loose and very open on the but side. That, Lots of that. I was like... That's what I feel like the trick was. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, it's Patrick Swayze. You want to see him naked. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, he wearing a wig. Yes. Gotcha. He sits in front of the mirror. He like shaves a spot on his cheek that he must have missed earlier. Pulls his hair back. And then he says, ready or not, here comes mama. Then we get this great like drag queen anthem from yesteryear. I don't know what it was. I but didn't like it. I liked it. It's too slow. Still, <laughs> he starts putting on his makeup. Then we cut to Wesley Snipes. I'm not a fan of his sparkly lower lashes, but I appreciate oh, them. Oh, I was. They still sell. They sell like the Bible store now. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you, you don't have to convince me that every single thing they wore in this movie was from the dollar store. <laughs> Except, like, Patrick Swayze looks like he fell in the curtains half the movie. I love it. So, he's vintage. I but love you tell it. me, it doesn't look like that bitch from Gone with the Wind made that dress out of the curtains. I love it. I can't. Tell anyway. me it doesn't. Tell me it doesn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. 
corsets, heels, cut, I love cutlets, wigs. Just look at when Wesley Snipes puts his heels on. He just takes a moment to just kick and giggle in them. And I was like, this is Wesley Snipes? He kicking and giggling in high heels? This is in the middle of him being an action hero. He said, it's called diversity. Look it up. And I loved it. <laughs> I was like, yes, Wesley. Yes, Lee. <laughs> I hate you. And so, a little more makeup. They're ready. Wesley's rocking some leopard print dress. Patrick is in a sparkling purple gown. And then we see John Leguizamo running up the street in some lime and pink, like, trumpet mermaid style get dress. It looks kind of like it has that Latin flair, and I think that's they're just being racist. Anyway. Lime and pink? Oh, yeah. He looks mm-hmm. like, oh, what's her name that comes? You ain't seen Grease. No. Mm-mm. Oh, this is really going to hurt because Rizzo's in this one. Oh, I know because my boyfriend watched it with and me. Gre- and he goes, oh, she's oh, from no. Grease. No, that's her name. Cha-Cha. Whenever Cha-Cha comes to the dance with John Travolta to make Sandy jealous, and she's mm-hmm. like, ay! Like, he's kind of dressed like her. That's See? his hair and everything. Racist. And his name's Chi-Chi. See? He's running down the street with his wig under his arm. People are literally throwing glass bottles down at him on the street. Y'all, I was like, what? Whatever. He's he's unbothered. He runs and he's hurrying up and they're all going to some kind of drag. I mean, after we learn a lot about him, they may not have just been throwing bottles at him because he's a drag queen. (laughs) That's true. They might have been throwing bottles at him because he gave him chlamydia. I don't know. So now we see that they're at a drag pageant. And I said, I can't be sure, but I don't think this one is owned by Trump. But um, <laughs> anyway, the queens. It's are, a subsidiary. <laughs> the queens are all on stage just giving you life. And it's funny because like whoever made John up, he actually had a cute little shape. It was believable. But his face was always just a oh, hot no. mess. He obviously has the best figure in this yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because they flaunt it. <laughs> I mean, when he's like got his uh, midriff showing, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, he's a square. But what, he, whenever he, he, he almost it. has his titty hanging out half this movie and nobody <laughs> notices, he don't have one. What? <laughs> what? I can't. It's called shadowing. You gotta. They didn't do that either. <laughs> don't get me started. You don't know what they was doing with them fourteen towels they used <laughs> one day. Oh, us girls. You know how it is with towels. <laughs> What? No, I anyway. don't. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway, they are doing a damn thing up there on stage. And so they say, oh, we're going to announce the winner. But first, let's introduce last year's pageant winner, Miss Rachel Tension. Loved it. And then from the Raptors, we see RuPaul descending. And I was like, of course, it's Call Me Mother. I was like, yes, yeah, so it couldn't be anybody else. Just couldn't be. Very happy. I thought I thought she'd have a bigger role, but no. No, because she wasn't even that... She was big here, but she was not like the mother of drag at this point. Really? Because I... like. No, I think she was still kind of performing in clubs. Like in the club scene in this. I don't she know. Because st- this one... I think this was filmed in New York. And that's like where she grew up and was like became who she is. Mm-hmm. And some of the other drag queens that were there... Not on stage. I didn't recognize any of those, but like Lady Bunny, like those are like some of her friends she grew up performing with. 
Okay. I would say this is right around when she started recording songs and started like getting on TV and movies. Okay. Because I was just like, my only reference for, for drag queens was RuPaul since like the early 90s. I was like, oh, this, well, is, and the, I this thought, is the drag queen. I thought What's-His-Face was for a while too, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> okay. But I think he just liked wearing dresses. Yes. I just, that's all I remember from a kid. RuPaul and then, which I, I didn't know that he wasn't a woman for a long time mm-hmm. and then whatever I just I'm about to say I just forgot his damn name mm-hmm. dyeing his hair and wearing a dress specifically wedding dresses he really liked those mm-hmm. anyway did, did he date Madonna yes okay and uh, I can't think of her name now never mind <laughs> anyway I don't even know where I am <laughs> Rue gives her speech and is handed the envelope by this just muscle bound man who's wearing nothing but booty shorts and chains. And Rue says, okay, ladies, if there's a a thunderstorm tonight, no, a snowstorm tonight, then he's going on my tires. I don't know what he is, but he's going on my tires. (laughs) I will say this. Uh, Rue, she looks better now than she did right there. Rue is timeless. I don't know how old Rue is, but Rue makeup game. I believe she's in her 60s. Yes, it's the truth. Bitch be flop, like just flawless. I'd be like, Rue, you oh, how was you doing this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, she does look better now. Than but that's what, did. when I saw Rue, I was like, oh, okay. If this is what her makeup looks like, still better than the others, I can't judge them too harshly. <laughs> so she then takes the envelope and says, and the winner is, oh, it's a tie. The winners are, and then she says, it's Wesley and Patrick. So yeah, I call them by those names. Noxima Jackson is Wesley Snipes, and Vita Bohem is Patrick Swayze. I call them. I assume is a play on La Vie Bohem from Rent. Because yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. La Vie is like, isn't that like to live and the Vita life is or life? Or, yeah, it, they're very close. I don't know. Anywho. Oh, and John Leguizamo is Chichi Rodriguez. Yes. So they win and they go and they sashay down the stage. John falls across the stage running off crying. I was like, why did you go that way? Why can't you just go back right where you were? Yeah. Literally ran across the front of the stage crying. It was a hot mess. So they exit. They're excited about their win and the fact that they won a round trip trip to Hollywood. (laughs) I was like, round trip trip? That sounded weird. Now they stumble upon John Leguizamo, who is crying upstairs but they've somehow changed their entire costumes even though they came with no change of costume also and i don't know where i wrote this but wesley was not wearing that leopard dress when he was on stage i was like she changed her outfit too I know, but no i'm saying she had the same one on stage though but oh that she got dressed at the beginning yeah okay. and then afterwards when they were going up the stairs they were both wearing like leisure clothes which were still fancy but Wesley wasn't wearing that leopard dress he changed into he found another way to change he didn't have four wardrobe changes since we met him or three but I'm just like what is that? <laughs> it was very weird and then I was like wait are they in Patrick Swayze's apartment building I think so and how did Chi Chi get there I <laughs> I don't know she's like let's go weird. upstairs and talk and I thought they were at his place I don't know and then anyways they decide what they're gonna do is they're going to 
convert their two round trip air tickets to LA, or I guess they say to Hollywood. The I whole said time. we'll say we'll sell them and see if we can take him a, with us a bus or something. They're gonna weigh their options. Mm-hmm. So they go to a some restaurant. restaurant mm-hmm. I guess that is like famous for drag queen after parties. Right, because they come in and everybody is like praising them, just clapping like, yes, y'all in the house. In fact, Naomi Campbell stands up and she grabs Wesley and she says, oh my gosh, I wish I was as pretty as you. And he goes, yeah, you wish or something like that. And I was like, you do not disrespect me, Naomi Campbell, but whatever. I like that little moment. I thought that was, I thought that was a famous model, but I didn't know. Yes, the Naomi Campbell. Is she the one who threw a phone? She the one who keeps throwing shit. Oh, she crazy. She's who I thought she was. I just didn't know. She her still name. looks good, and she's in her sixties too. I think. Anyway, is Tyra in her sixties? No, Tyra's like in her forties. Okay, I was gonna say, wow, Tyra's that old too. Nah, she came a generation before Tyra. She still got time to be wearing all the fat suits. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they go over and sit in their booth. And overwalks Robin Williams. I was like, okay. Completely uncredited in this role. Right? Fun fact. He seems just enamored with the girls. John is all over him speaking Spanish because John is just a man whore. I don't know what else to call him. Let's <laughs> not forget what Robin Williams' name is. Robin Williams' name. <laughs> John, John Jacob Jingleheimer. Not the Schmidt. Not the Schmidt. And then Wesley Snipes goes, oh, my friends call me that too. And Robin Williams goes, oh, do they always shout? <laughs> I hate it when they do that. And I was like, what? And then he like turns to him and goes, girls, you must be north because my compass is pointed right at you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and you just know that they gave him no lines. You know all of this was improvised and I just loved it. So here's a fun fact. <laughs> Apparently, most of John Leguizamo's lines were improvised, Mm -hmm. and Patrick Swayze hated it so much that he almost got in a physical fight with him on the set. I feel like it's probably because he set his people back a bit, because he just made himself, he made Chi Chi sound so stupid. Oh, I think it's because Patrick Swayze couldn't keep up with him. Oh, okay. Like, you look at, like, the style, like, when he started acting to this, Mm -hmm. I think this was probably one of first John Leguizamo's. Mm Mm-hmm. I said that backwards. His first. Sound that like Yoda. And also... Okay with this I am. John Leguizamo's a comedian and Patrick Swayze's not. He was a lot more fast paced with all of his comebacks. But. That's what... When him and Robin Williams started speaking Spanish to each other, I was like, this is all improvised. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love anything Robin Williams, so I was very excited to see him. And so Patrick tells Robin that he needs a favor. He tells him that they need to get rid of their two round trip plane tickets. And Robin says, okay, I think I can get you a thousand for those. And so Patrick says, okay, good. We'll also need three round trip tickets on whatever the cheapest mode is. And he was like, well, how about a bus? And Wesley's like, I ain't Rosa Parks. So he was like, how about a train? And then Wesley's like excited. He's like, ooh, tell me there's a club car. Is there a club car? And Robin says, that'll probably run you about 1500 And Patrick's just like, oh, we can't afford that. And so Robin pulls out a card from his pocket and he tells him, hey, just go here. It's a car lot. He's like, mention my name and he'll give you anything for about 50 bucks. I'm like, can I get one of those cars? I want to get a car for 50 damn dollars. What? What? I didn't get it. They had like $950 left. I didn't see Robin Williams give them any money. (laughs) I mean, he said he can get them $1,000 for the tickets. Anyway, 
So next thing we see, they're all at the car lot. You are forgetting. Oh, wait, I am skipping. I skipped. The dumbest part of the movie, but also the reason why it got its title. I did skip. Hold on. Anyway, Wesley's not about that life. He doesn't want to drive, but whatever. So Patrick takes out his mirror and he's like checking his face. And then he notices over his shoulder, there's a picture (gasps) directly behind him. And he tells him, girls, this moment was meant to be because none other than Miss Julie Newmar was watching over us the whole time. Nobody seems impressed by this. Also, I I got the feeling that they eat here and that's their booth. Mm Mm-hmm. So why the fuck did he just notice? Maybe that's the winner's booth and they never won shit. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Anyway. I will say out of the other people in the competition, they were the best. Except for maybe Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi didn't win shit. <laughs> anyway, so John reads like the note on the autograph photo and it says, To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. And so he's like, who is Wong Fu? Patrick doesn't give a single fuck. He just goes on his whole rant about how Julie Newmar is great and all this stuff. He sees in love with her. And then and he swipes it off the wall. You try to describe Julie Newmar without using the word statuesque. Okay, Catwoman. <laughs> the Catwoman is what he's I wouldn't even call her the Catwoman. No, he I mean, said she that. was a good Catwoman, but... I mean, Eartha Kitt's yes. the Catwoman to me. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad nobody said Halle Berry. I don't think anybody. Even would. though I think I think I read that all three of them had starred in a movie with Halle Berry, or at <laughs> least have now. And so she was referred to as the most infamous Catwoman. <laughs> I like it. And then we see Patrick like swipe the the photo off the wall really quick, and it was like I that wasn't like, even. Hold on, time out. We can't just overlook Michelle Pfeiffer like that. Oh, I she mean, fucking crushed it. She did, but I still like. Eartha Kid. I, I do too. I didn't say anything I do her. too, but like, I still put Michelle Pfeiffer above Julie Newmar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Michelle was just saying, Pfeiffer my showed one. up in Kit running or in costume on the Warner Brothers lot as Catwoman trying to get that part. You get it, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm not saying anything against her. She's Ju- not my number quit one. Quit it. <laughs> quit it. She's just not my number one. Quit It's just Eartha Kid's voice. <laughs> it, she, like, it is. As she talks, she, has she that purrs. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so car lot. Now, <laughs> next they're at the car lot where they spot this big, just ugly ass yellow convertible that they all fall in love with. I think it's a Mercedes. I don't even know what the fuck it was. They're in love with it, and they're like, "We just have to have it." And the car salesman tells them, "That car will never get you to California." Please don't buy that. And he's like, "I implore you, please take the Toyota Corolla." They pan over to it. I mean, it looked like a 95 Corolla. It's just basic. Whatever. I'm also sitting there thinking, you driving to LA in a car, I want a fucking roof. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they put the roof up like twice. They did. But I was still like, you're going to get sunburned. Uh, I don't and think Wesley was For some about reason, you're wearing them fishnets the whole damn time. <laughs> well, it came down to style or substance. And of course they chose style, mm-hmm. even though that style was big and yellow and ugly as fuck. And like peeling, <laughs> peeling. But it's I was so like, bad. this is the first time that Wesley has been excited. But yeah, I think this is the first time that Wesley has been excited about this 
trip that he hates. So whatever. They there got are. hats. They got a sun, not a sunroof, a convertible. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, but I forgot they're not wearing their hats. They're all wearing them little handkerchiefs to tie their wig down. Mm-hmm. This is. We'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it in a second. So now they're off. They've been driving. I don't know how long they've been driving, but apparently the next town they're going through is in Pennsylvania. John can't right? read, and so you think he? Oh well, he can't pronounce. Oh, John it. Leguizamo. I'm yeah. forgetting their names. Chichi. Because I thought you were saying Patrick Swayze couldn't read. I was like, no. I just thought he couldn't see. No, Patrick Swayze knows exactly like, where oh, it is. Oh, oh. Several times. Patrick Swayze's like, it's Balakinwood. And John is like, how do you know? He's like, because this is where I'm from. And Except like, he doesn't say, he goes, because this is my hometown. And they're like, ah, girl, get it. Let's like, take- of course we have to see this place. There must be statues up of you and all this stuff. And it's like, why didn't he say then, like... Yes. I hate, I hate this place. Why like, did he say not. no? Everyone hates me. So yeah, they take a quick little detour to go explore his hometown. They're seeing these really nice houses. Apparently he's come from like a wealthy place. And so John is like... Why? Like a mansion? Yeah. John is like, why would you give all this up as they're traveling through his childhood neighborhood? And so Patrick says, I gave it up to be Vita. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so they idle out in front of what they find out is his childhood home. And then suddenly the front door opens and out walks what I'm just going to assume is his mother. Because it's an old ass white woman. So Patrick looks up at her and he's hopeful. <laughs> and then she sees him and his friends. And this bitch runs back in the house and closes the door. Y'all, just tragic. I hate it. I just imagine all the curse words that went through her head. <laughs> like, this motherfucker's back. <laughs> I don't even think it was that. Drag queens! One of them's a Negro! Like, that's how I imagine the plantation she was living on and her hair. <laughs> anyway, so Patrick is obviously heartbroken again. So he takes the map from John and says, maps are cheating. And then he just rips it off. One of the most ridiculous reactions I've ever seen. Right? But almost does not play into anything. No. I mean, except they go to a town that they probably, one, would have known where they were. Two, (laughs) would not have had to go. that bridge, they they drive all the way up Up to to the the end. And it's like, oh, this isn't the right way. Oh, this stone bridge doesn't work anymore. (laughs) You can't tell me there wasn't one sign before the end of it. Of course there was. (laughs) Like, there were signs on that bridge on speed, too. (laughs) Speed also, not, you know. I get speed it. I get two. it. I They're get in a boat it. on speed two. There's no bridge. I'm on the boat. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, so he rips up the map, and John is like, "Well, how are we gonna know where to go without a map?" And then Patrick says, "With our intuition," and Wesley says, "And our wit." And I'm like, "Wesley, you condone this bullshit?" And so they tell John that these are things that he must possess if he's going to be a drag queen. And he's like, "What do you mean going to be? I am a drag queen." This and is then, also this fight is like. Later on, like it's like the he makes this comment in front of the house, but then they're they also later on driving. Yeah, now like on a highway, right? And we're like one sentence further into this argument. It all makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, "What are you talking about? I am a drag queen." And they tell him, "No, you are a boy in a dress." And I was like, "Ouch, damn!" Ooh. And so Wesley says, "A straight man and." Cody and I have already gone over this. And (laughs) And um, we're going to go over it again. We don't quite think that these terms are up to date. 
or at least up to 2020 standards because we think they're wrong, but whatever. So he says a straight man who puts on a dress to get his ki- his kicks is a transvestite. When a woman is trapped in a man's body and has little operation, he is a transsexual. When a gay man has way too much fashion sense for one gender, he is a drag queen. And when a tired little Latin boy puts on a dress, he is simply a boy in a dress. Ooh. The T. So they start laughing at him. And then John asks, I'm just the boy in the dress? And then they're like, absolutely. <laughs> and so John is upset. He starts gathering his stuff. The car is moving, y'all. He starts <laughs> gathering his stuff. And he starts leaning over the side of the car. Like, they is he about to jump out of the car? And so Patrick pulls over. And then John hops out the car saying he doesn't need this. And he runs off. He's in the middle of nowhere. What's his- What's the look at her running like she's running for the border? I was like, stop. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I just want to get back to what Shayla said. Okay, yes. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I was under the impression a transvestite is somebody born with both or partial, both or yeah. one removed or, yeah. genitalia wise. And then transsexual. I'm also under the impression you do not have to have an operation to be a transsexual. It just believes that it yeah. is your belief that you are misgendered and in the wrong body. Right. So, I also believe like the first one that they call a transvestite is just a cross-dresser. And I don't know if there is like a technical yes. term for it. It's just like you just like to cross-dress. Like it's not. Because I think the difference between like cross-dressing and drag queen is drag queen you're performing. Right. You're, like, it's, it's a job. It's an act. Right. Which also brought me to this movie where I told Shayla, I go, I don't think they were drag queens in this movie because they do not ever change out of dressing like women. Mm -hmm. Drag queens do not dress like women all the time. Right. Typically, and there are some, but most drag queens do not dress up like women because they want to be women. Right. I think it, I honestly, I think the one thing he said, like, you just have too much fabulousness and sense of style for... To be a man, so you had to dress up like a woman. I was like, I, I can see that for some people, right? But then I was like, I, I feel like they're mischaracterizing drag queens and transsexuals. Where, in my opinion, I would say John Leguizamo identifies as a female, right? In this movie, mm-hmm. I didn't feel the same way for Patrick Swayze or Wesley Snipes, where I was like, I feel like at night they should not be. Dressed like in teddies going to sleep. Right. Which they were. Which I thought was really weird. And I think all your points were valid. Teddies and wigs. Why are they sleeping in wigs? Why are they sleeping in their powder makeup? They pores are screaming. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know. That's true. Patrick Swayze's face was way too clean whenever before he put makeup on at the beginning. And what they used themselves like 14 pounds for. <laughs> I know. They never wiped the makeup off. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. And I told Cody, I said, maybe that's just like what was the acceptable terms in 1995. And like, we've kind of expounded upon that at this point. That's when we're like, oh, okay, let's not, let's not get too mad at this movie. Right. That's probably right. I mean, that was 25 years ago. Right. That was pre RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) So I don't even know where we are now. Basically, they come to a consensus that she can be a drag princess. Yes. She's a P to the R to the... Into the sis. And I was like, oh, I don't like those last two. Anyway. 
And so she gets in the car and they're like, okay, so they're, they're hitting the road again. And Wesley tells her, but she has a long way to go before she can be a queen. And then John says, well, can I stay a princess? They're much younger than you old queens. And Wesley's like, you don't take anything seriously. He tells John that there are many steps that he needs to take before he can be a queen. And John is like, well, how many? Wesley is just making this shit up off the top of his head. So he says, mm. four. <laughs> so they're, they're hitting the road again. On the road again. <laughs> and John makes his first step. And I forget what he said. Do you remember what the first step was? It was some bullshit. Like I said, Wesley was making it up off the top of his he head. He like was reading or like said some statement about himself. And he's like, good. Oh, that's the first step. Boom. He's like, oh, I already made the bullshit, first step. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> yes, all bullshit. So they've been driving. It's late and they need to rest for the night. So Patrick and Wesley are kind of nervous because they're in a small town and they make it into a, a hotel parking lot. So... They're saying stuff like, maybe we should just sleep in the car. And John is like, I'm not sleeping in the car. I need a hotel bed. He's like, y'all tripping. He obviously has not run into the issues that they have since they've been in the game way longer than he has. He also says, oh, this is a budget host. They let you eat the candy even if you only stay for a little bit and not the whole night. Because he's a man whore. Anyway, <laughs> so John hops out the car. Y'all, that, they shouldn't have got a convertible because this motherfucker jumps out the car no. every two seconds. <laughs> Carabula. He jumps out the car and he's like, y'all tripping. I'm going to go in here and get, get a room. Y'all can sleep in the car and all this stuff. Y'all, Patrick just stops the car. He didn't park it. I don't know if he went back out and put it in a parking space or not. He just stopped the car and they it. got the fuck out. They're very, for how self-conscious they are, they are very privileged. Right? And so, and so they follow John into the hotel because, you know, they're afraid of like harassment and possible violence. And so John... Like, he's like, whatever. He goes into the hotel. Patrick and them follow him. And they walk in and the manager tells them, hey, I should have met you in the parking lot. So Patrick and Wesley are real tense. Like, oh, here comes this bullshit again. We're getting thrown out. John is flirting like he always flirts. And the manager tells them, sorry about that. Should have met you. There's appetizers and such being served to the, in the ladies lounge. So John is looking like, this is how people always treat me. And <laughs> Wesley and Patrick are like, Ladies Lounge. He's like, yeah, your friends are there. They're like a friends. And Wesley says, is there another drag ball going on here? No. Their friends, or who he thinks their friends are, are fucking lady basketball players. I said, y'all rude. Y'all just rude. And see, I thought the same thing. Then in the next scene when they're playing basketball, I was like, why are those two guys playing? Oh. I did not think that. You, oh, I hate you. So, Which I will say, Wesley Snipes' basketball outfit was probably his best one this whole time. I literally said, because the next day, like, they obviously spent a night. Next day, they're playing the game, a game of basketball. Wesley Snipes is. And I was like, why did Wesley even pack that basketball outfit? Or is he just so good that he can fashion a necessary outfit out of anything? Because he had himself his two little braids, his little, uh, mm -hmm. little basketball gown. And so I was like, why did he have that? Anyway, they're back on the road now. Now they say they're in West Virginia. Oh, they, or they assume. They, they don't know where, where are the fuck we? they are. Uh, I think West Virginia. And I was just like, okay. They get pulled over by cop. So Patrick said, Patrick's like real nervous about it because he's like, my driver's license still says, oh, he said Eugene. You know, and he's clearly Vita right now. Because like Cody said, they never took the shit off. And so the cop asks for her license. And so she's like, what seems to be the problem? And he tells them that they have a taillight out. And Patrick says, 
Oh, oh, we're so sorry about that. Um, actually, we could use your help. We're looking for a hotel that will take in three career girls like us from New York. And then the cop tells him, where do you think you are? What does career girl mean? First, I was thinking working girl, and that sounded like yeah, a prostitute. I was like, a hooker? I was like, just, I guess, I guess not a stay-at-home mom. Anything that's not a stay-at-home mom, I guess. He's like, where do you think you are? And then John says, West Virginia? And he was like, no, you're a long ways from West Virginia. And around here, we don't take kindly to a white girl riding around with the N-word and a spick. Is that, should I say the S-word for that? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I've never heard anyone say I couldn't say it. So whatever. And then he tells Patrick or Vita, because he still thinks it's a woman. He's like, you're pretty. And tells her to get out of the car. They... They all have strong manly features. Yes. I think that his makeup helps soften him a bit more than like Wesley. Wesley's features are just too sharp. Like they don't get sharp. Like softened. they both are. If, I mean, I guess this was obviously before contouring, but that right. would have helped all of them a lot. <laughs> yes. And so he tells her he's that she's pretty and tells her to get out of the car. He tells the other two to stay in. When she steps out, he goes, "Oh, you're tall." He tells her to come back to his car with him. And he then tells her, you know what career girls want? And Patrick says, careers? He's like, no. And he starts filling Patrick up. And then he puts like, sits her on the hood of his car. And he's like assaulting her, like filling her up. And he feels between her legs. And Patrick goes, get your hand off my dick and punches. No, he pushes him get over. Get your hand off my dick, buddy. <laughs> the deepest his voice has been the entire movie. And he pushes him over. And the cop just falls like face first into the ground. They think he's dead. I don't know why they trust John Leguizamo to go over there and check the body. But he does. And he goes, y'all, I think he is deceased or whatever the fuck he says. Because I hate how he talks. <laughs> he says something like while they're waiting. In the, him and Wesley Snipes are waiting in the car. And Wesley Snipes goes, I bet you were high in your class. <laughs> he's just so Wesley, Wesley had like a whole bunch of little one-liners. Oh, he did. Movie. And so they think he's dead and they're like, what should we do? And they're like, we need to leave, you know, out of this town. And so they run off leaving and John loses his shoe. Was it John's shoe? I think shoe? it was Vita. Was it Vita's shoe? I don't know if she That's was just. Like, why did any of them get in the car without their damn shoe on? Exactly. It it's was a so dead dumb. man. Well, you, what you think is a dead man. So they drive off. And later we see that they pulled over to like a rest stop or something. They change their clothes, you know, whatever. And then they get back in the car and it won't Honestly, start. they're not fucking phased by just murdering someone. Right. They're not phased in the least. In the last movie, when they murdered someone, um, she broke. <laughs> Bitch was on a mission, but she was, she, she, she was a little off <laughs> after that. We didn't sense any remorse here, but I mean, he didn't deserve remorse. Anyway. Oh, I was like, why do I have something I want to say? I remembered. So Patrick Swayze, to help the actor playing the cop out a little bit, put a corn cob in his pantyhose. So when he felt when he felt him up, he grabbed the corn cob and was like, holy shit, I grabbed his dick. <laughs> so a little jokey joke. <laughs> anyway, I get in the car and it won't start. And so they're already under a lot of stress right now. John is threatening to leave them for the 8,000th time. So Patrick's like, you want to leave in our time of need? Then I strip you of all your princess points. 
and they start arguing and then John says, you know what? If you give me my points back, then I'll do the hitchhiker thing. And Wesley's like, how can you <laughs> hitchhike? There are no cars, stupid. So John just storms off and heads back to the main road. Five seconds, he's got a car. He's on the main road and he got his little already mini skirt hiked up. <laughs> he found a car. He found a truck. Okay, so I was like, oh, he got a truck. So is Wesley and Patrick going to sit on the back of the truck? No. Mm-mm. They pull over. Pull in. Get they in, get bitches. We're going to Snydersville. He said Spidersville. He was like, it's, it's the boy, the teenager driving the car was like, it's Snydersville. I don't know how old John Leguizamo was supposed to be in this movie. I don't know how old this teenager's supposed to be. I don't know how old anybody's supposed to be. It, th- this movie confused me in that in that way. Anyway, so all four of them are sitting in the cab of this goddamn truck, uncomfortable as fuck. But they drive into Snyder's And you field. think the guy would go, wow, y'all are some big ladies. Right? <laughs> That's what I wanted. You are not dainty in the least. And so... They get to town, and there's, like, this little hotel that's, like, two, three stories tall. The boy who drove the, the truck, he yells up at the hotel, and then the owners... Oh, you mean Bobby Wright? Yes, his name is Bobby Wright. I actually wrote his name down. His name's Bobby Wright. He yells up, and the owners wake up, and the wife, she's, like, relaying a message to the husband saying, Hey, it's girls down there. They need a place to stay. Hey, there's a Cadillac that stalled up the road. Cadillac, that's what it was. He's that's obviously... Oh. Cadillac. He's obviously like the owner of the hotel slash McCann town mechanic. So mm-hmm. they and tow truck. Yeah, and, and that's Virgil and Rizzo. Yeah. Oh wait, her name's not Rizzo in this one. No, but her name's Rizzo from Greece. It's Stalker Channing. She I, is I nothing know. but Rizzo to me. I was like, I don't know what her name is in this one, and I was like, it wasn't Rizzo. Anyway, I call her wife the whole time. So <gasps> you show some respect. I call him husband. It's fine. <laughs> And I knew his name was Virgil. It was on the side of the say, truck. They say his name 47 <laughs> times. Virgil, 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 Virgil. And so they are like, the the wife is putting them up in the room or whatever. They're very unappreciative of this hotel room. And I'm like, yo, quit being bitches. Shit. You got somewhere to sleep for the night. Uh-huh, this must. Do you have anything a little bit more humane or some shit? They said she was like, this is the presidential suite. Oh, this must be for all the bad presidents. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, can y'all I thought it was funny. I thought it was rude as hell. Anyway, and so they they still bickering throughout the night, but we do see the tow truck pull up with their car in the middle of the night. So the next morning, I still don't understand how the floors of this hotel work because I believe the kitchen is on the first floor. I thought the kitchen was on the second floor, but I didn't think the it bedroom is on the was on the floor. first floor. The bedroom is on the fr- no, there the girls' room. Was on the first floor. The kitchen was on the second floor because remember she was looking out at the town when they were doing all the shopping and stuff from the second floor window, and she was in the kitchen. But then, he, I don't know because he runs upstairs whenever he hears him beating her. But then also whenever they're decorating their room, people are looking in from the window because they're on the first floor. Oh, I don't know. It was very complicated to me. <laughs> yeah, I felt like everything kept getting switched up. So, where are we now? They get their hotel room, their car gets towed, and I guess it's the next morning, and Virgil tells them, oh yeah, this will just take me a few minutes to fix, and they're like, great, we'll be out of here. And he's like, when I get the part in, I had to order it, and it won't be here until Sunday. Until Monday. And Til it's Monday. Saturday now, so I'm like, oh, so everything's going to take place in two it's days. Saturday? Yes. That's what, that's what they said. <sighs> There's too much stuff happening in this movie for this to happen It'll on be three Saturday. Days. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck throws a strawberry social on a Monday? 
Bitch, who thought <laughs> damn strawberry social where all they do is everybody bakes a pie at home and then they come in and they eat the pie in the middle of the town and then they say who had the best pie? That ain't a social. And what? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we yell, <laughs> but apparently that's frowned upon. <laughs> I love that she was the one who said the yelling. <laughs> anyway, so. There, there's nothing they can do. They have no choice. So John is all flirting with some local roughnecks. They're they're meeting the townspeople. Yes. is how I put it. Patrick asks about any local attractions. There are none. Well, he asks this old lady. I don't know why all the women are there, and he asks the oldest lady, "Is there any like thing we should learn about the town? Anything special?" That she she didn't talk. She deaf. She deaf and mute. She didn't talk for the last seven years or some shit. Like and he's that. like, "Oh, then y'all no nothing. Mm-mm, we we don't have nothing." And that's the town gossip. And she explains later who everybody is. She gives the tea on everybody. And I loved it. So the girls go back in and try to make the best of these next three days by making over their room. And by making over, they basically just throw clothes out of their bags and put them up against the wall and hang them down. It's like that scarves. one dress he like just hung on the wall he by just twisting threw it, it on the wall and it hung up. Yeah, all like, of a sudden they're they're like witches. And everybody's like, oh, oh, like watching. We, we never thought of putting color anywhere. Like, it's like, it's this like shit is bill, ugly. Pleasant bill. <laughs> Whenever they start realizing things, they start changing into color. <laughs> like, oh, this shit. Yeah, is oh, no, it wasn't cute. But it was, it was them. And so <laughs> next we see that some other cops are pulling up to the officer's body that they left the night before. Turns out, he's alive. I can't believe he's been knocked out for like 12 hours. I right? can't believe that. Nope. When he comes to, he says he was attacked. He's like, no, you weren't. Back in town, the town gospel, that's when she's giving Patrick the rundown on everybody in town. And Wesley for a Wesley bit. is over there, but he sees the deaf mute old lady. Which I, I think her picture. name's Clara. I think he calls her Clara. It's, it's funny that you think I put any notes in here. I called a deaf mute old lady. She's a deaf lady. And then I put old lady from henceforth. And so she dropped the photo. So he runs after her and picks up the photo and tries to give it to her. He follows this woman all the way home, you know. I love it. Like, she starts running from him because he's chasing her. And then she and then turns she around. Busts a U- he goes, you just bust a U- <laughs> I loved it. And then he, he, she's like still running. He goes, keep running. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And he's like run, trying to run in high heels behind her. And he's like, whoo, whoo, whoo. The whole that was a funny scene for him. I enjoyed it. And so then we cut back to the cop. And he's being laughed at by three officers because they say he got beat up by a girl. And he tells them, I didn't get beat up by a girl. And they go, yeah, well, what's this? Because they found the, the woman's shoe sitting right there next to his cop car. And he was like, they weren't girls. They were men. Men in dresses. Everybody's just dying laughing at him. And so he runs off. And he's saying, I'll show you. Those aren't women. Those are men. And he's like hysterical running and he says he'll bring back three dead bodies and i was just like somebody needs to stop y'all should check first off he don't need a job like i'm gonna need y'all like like, they're not in the same one of them must be state police one of them Mm -hmm. must be local i don't know they don't have the same uniform i guess he's state but i don't know it was crazy and so back in town john is walking up the street by himself when one of the roughnecks walks up where to the him. fuck was he walking he just he out on a whole stroll that abandoned he was out on a whole stroll. Out on a stroll. yes he was just trying to be seen he was like somebody gotta be here and so he just walking around and one of the roughnecks walk up to him 
So John starts flirting with the boy and the boy pulls him, you know, to the side of the road where another boy pops up and John was like, oh, I didn't know it was a party. I would have worn a party dress or something like that. And so he tries to turn around. Another boy pops up. Y'all, it's a whole little gang of them. I said, what the fuck was y'all's plan? What's happening over oh, here? Oh, you know, there's about We've to be already a saw one sexual assault. Oh, we've been to see another one. And just then, Bobby Ray pulls up in his truck. That's the boy who drove them to Snydersville. He pulls up in his truck and leans over, open the door. He says, come on. And so John runs to the truck and gets in. And he's like, this is how you treat a lady or something like Pick that. Pick up a lady. Pick up a lady. And then they ride off. And I was just like. We not doing nothing about that? I was like, where are the other girls in this town? Because this ain't the first time they done did this shit. Y'all need to check on this little group. Anyway, just piss me all the way off. So now we're back at the hotel where Patrick walks into the kitchen to ask the wife for more towels because they've, we know we've already used 14, but you know us girls. And I was just like, no, we don't know. Wiping your ass? 14 fucking towels. Anyway. He, he also doesn't have 14 towels in his hand. He just has a handful. I don't know what the fuck these wet towels came from. Anyway, he notices that she's been crying. And so he goes, oh, you know what? He's like, you're crying? She's like, oh, I just chopping some onions. So he tells her, you know what, a good trick for that is you wear shades while you chop. And so he takes his shades off and tries to put them on her face. And that's when he notices that she has a black eye or a bruise below her eye. I don't know what the fuck you call that. And so the wife runs over to the sink and she's like, oh, you know, I'm just so clumsy. You know, I was trying to get some boxes, some boxes off the high shelf in the closet and they just fell down on me. And so she asked Patrick to go over to the stove to, you know, check on whatever she's been cooking. I assume spaghetti sauce. Later she said stew. Well, it takes about three days to make is all I know. And so he tasted it. Y'all, I hate this in movies and TV shows and stuff. I hate when somebody has a spoon in like a pot and then they taste it and they don't show them using another spoon. Or they do show them putting that same spoon back in the pot. Especially if you serve it other people. Y'all, I don't taste with that spoon if I'm serving my damn self. That's just nasty. Why y'all? Why? Why did Patrick taste this and put the spoon back in there? And then later we see her husband tasting that same fucking spoon. Like, it's nasty. I hate it. I'm done with that though. So, I just thought I'd, I'd share that. Because it pisses me off because it happens all the time. Anyway, Patrick tastes it and he goes, oh. Mind if I spice this up a little bit? And he grabs spices off the rack that's right there by the stove. And he starts putting paprika in there. And she runs over shouting, no. She's like, my husband doesn't like spices. And she starts. And why you got a spice rack? Right. Why do you even have these in the Right house? above the oven. I can say he doesn't like spices in his stew. Or he only likes spices on his meat or something. But it's like right there. If he don't like spices, why do you have them? Or maybe she just makes separate meals for everybody else. I just like meat juice. <laughs> unflavored please <laughs> anyway so she goes out she tries to spoon out all the spices and I was like this poor woman anyway so Patrick says well your husband sure does like getting his way and she says well aren't you very observant he says yes and I can't help but observe that there aren't any chopped onions anywhere and so she's like um if you need clean towels they're down at the, in the closet at the end of the hallway so Patrick walks off and he tells her the box thing was clever. He used to use other excuses when his dad was abusive to him. I don't even know exactly what he, he said. He said whenever my dad used to make fun of me, I used to say it was just a joke we said to each other. Right. And so now we see Wesley finally caught up to this deaf mute old ass woman. And he's giving her the photo that she dropped. 
She, of course, says nothing. He's like, well, thank you. You're welcome. How nice of you. Anyway, so he sits down after looking at her window. She's got, like, a lot of art and albums and stuff. He's like, oh, you got quite the collection, don't you? I guess they do say, too, that she stopped talking after her husband died and mm-hmm. they used to own the movie theater in town together. Right. Which, where the fuck was that? I don't, I don't know where that movie theater is. <laughs> Anyway, so he just sits down, makes himself at home outside on her little porch, and they just and he just talks to the old woman. John is in the truck with Bobby Ray, and Bobby Ray asks him if those boys hurt him, and he says, not, not in any way that time won't heal. So they get out of the truck, and they go on a walk, and John is flirting as always, and then they happen upon this Coke ad mural thing on the side of a building where Bobby Ray has, like, struck... I don't know, striked, stricken, what, what, striked out? I don't know. Anyway, he struck out Coke <laughs> and wrote Chi-Chi. And it's so it read, love that Chi-Chi. And John is like, oh, that's so romantical. And I'm like, y'all quit. And then, and then you tell me this is all John's doing. Like, why are you sounding Oh, I think it is. That's how he talks in almost all his movies. And I'm just like, I hate it. Sound better. <laughs> well, he's in our next one, so we'll see if he does the same thing. <laughs> so... Bobby Ray tells John that if she were his girl, he'd never hurt her. And that she'd only cry from happiness. And John is like, you just said a mouthful. And um, so he's all like, oh. And I'm about to give you one. And that's when I was like, how old are they supposed to be? I'm very confused with this. Because I thought John was definitely fully grown. And I thought that that boy was a teenager. And I was like, what's happening? So I was like, maybe he's like 18 or 17. And John's like 20. I don't know. I don't understand this. Anyway. I thought it was a cute relationship. I didn't. I thought it was trash. I was rooting for it. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. <laughs> so cut back to Patrick. He's picking wildflowers when Bobby Lee, the hotel's owner's oldest child, walks up. Patrick speaks to her for a while, saying that he's picking these flowers for her mother because they grow in darkness, but my, oh my, do they bloom. And I was like... Doesn't he say like a dark, dank place? Yes. And you're like, oh... A nasty thing to call her house. Right? So Bobby Lee says, she's like, you sure are smart. Must be because uh, on account of what you really are. And she says, Bobby Ray told me what you really are. And Patrick gets a little nervous. And Bobby Lee said, you guys are career women. And Patrick's like, oh, yes. And she wants to know how she can become a career woman. But before all that, she has a dream. And her dream is to get a boy. Patrick's over that shit already. Like, can you have some bigger <laughs> dreams than that? She's like, yeah, later. But first, I need to get the boy. <laughs> Cut back to Wesley and the old lady. Wesley's pretty much talking to himself about how Patrick thinks that he doesn't have a dream. But he doesn't need a dream. He's not Martin Luther King. He has a plan. <laughs> He tells the old lady that his plan is to go to Hollywood and to meet a producer and to work as the lead in a movie on the life of the fabulous black actress Dorothy Dandridge. And I was like, I love black actress. Made me happy. <laughs> you will be using it. I will. He then starts talking about Dorothy's life story and all her movies in chronological order. And he gets stuck at some movie um, titled like 1942. She did this. He was like, I can't think of it. And that's when the older lady says the title of the movie. He doesn't even realize it. Oh, yeah, thank you. And he keeps going about, and then she did this movie, and this year, and this movie, and this year. He goes, wait a minute. Did you just talk? (laughs) And so she remains quiet, so he keeps on going. And then the old lady eventually joins in on the conversation, and she was like, you want to start on Lena Horn? (laughs) So 
I don't know if she only talks about movies at this point or what, but she's gotten some comfort with Wesley. Back at the hotel, the husband is standing over the pot on the stove when his wife comes in and he tells her, you put spices in it. And she says, some fell in and I scooped them out. And he tells her that she's doing this to make him mad and that's why she wants to make him mad. He asks, do you just want me to hit you? And then he fakes her out and starts laughing, telling her to take the spices out. And I was like, how the fuck she supposed to do that? Well, add water to it? What? How do you take spices out of a cooked stew? You saw. <laughs> she already scooped them out. Like, they, they are cooked and stirred. That pot been simmering for hours. Get more beef juice. <laughs> like, I'm going to put some water on it. Call it a day. And so, then we cut to what I believe is brunch. Like, all this has happened... No, before then, we cut to the police officer. Oh, yes. But, and like, that's why I thought this was brunch, because of what he has. <laughs> I love it. He's He's got a list. I call him Creeper Cop. He <laughs> He's pulled over, making a list of places for homos. A giant list. Number one. <laughs> number one. Flower shops. Number two. Ballet schools. Number three. Flight attendant, attendant lounges. I was like, where are you going to find those at in this area? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Number four, restaurants for brunch. They ain't going for dinner. I love it. Brunch is beautiful. I love it. And then number five, antique stores. And I was just like, mm, you can find Shayla at plenty of these. I, I don't know if it's just for homos. Yeah, homo. <laughs> so you mentioned ballet schools. And I didn't know if that was like a reference, but apparently when Patrick studied, he was younger, he took ballet, which is <laughs> one of the reasons why he got dirty dancing, right? Yes. But... Whenever he auditioned for this part, the reason he got it is because he did like a 30-minute improvised monologue about people making fun of him when he was in school and how it made him feel. <laughs> was this movie empowering to him? I don't know. Apparently some of the other people... There were some other big names up for this role. Hmm. I think Mel Gibson was one of them. Could you fucking imagine? I'm happy it wasn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so now we're back at the town bar slash slash restaurant cafe, whatever the fuck it is. And it the, looked like a cafe, kind of. Oh, it, oh, it wasn't, but it becomes a cafe. One. Yeah, yeah. At the bar, it's the nicest black man you'd ever seen. That's what the town gossip called him. She obviously has a crush on him. And so Patrick is there at the bar asking for a drink. There's a group of ladies just sitting there at the table. Wesley walks in with the old lady. And they all sit down to discuss the Strawberry Social. It's an event, but barely. So basically, <laughs> everybody brings a table to the middle of the town. They all bring a pie. And then everybody eats the pie. And then they vote on who has the best pie. <laughs> and so Patrick's like, okay, is there any music or dancing? And they're like, it's pie. <laughs> no, this is Strawberry Social, bitch. And so Wesley asks, like, what's the theme? And they're like, I don't know. And so Patrick said, well, what does strawberry say to you? And they're like, I don't know. Strawberries are red. Red, good. I don't know. They grow in the wild. And Wesley, like, that's your thing. Red and wild. And I was like, you're pushing it, but okay. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be as much as you get out of them. So good job. Good job. Okay. So Patrick's like, oh, we did a good job. We must have a, a girl's day. A day with the girls now. I was We're like, done. We need a girl's did, day. Y'all did one thing. <laughs> It's Saturday. The social's Monday. We need a girls' day. So they decide they're going to have a girls' day. And they're like, what's a girls' day? And then this one lady says, you know, where you all hang out as women. And then you go and get your hair done and look all nice and go shopping and, and, you know, have lunch and all this stuff. 
And then they were like, oh, I've never had this before. And then they were like, yeah. Isn't it like a little girl that's like, oh, I never heard of that. Mm -hmm. That was a grown-ass woman. But... (laughs) And so, Wesley said, oh, I haven't met you. And you are. And she's like, my name is whatever. And I, I own the local beauty shop. Wait, if, to be clear, I think today is Sunday. I think so. Yes. So, the Strawberry Social is tomorrow. No, no, it's Saturday, I think. Because they woke up the next, they spent the night on Friday night. And it was Saturday when they found out that the car won't be fixed till Monday. But I don't think another night has happened. We missing the day. I don't know. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens at this night. <laughs> anyway, they go and get a makeover, get get all their hair done. Y'all, they I have know it was the nineties, but I don't think those hairstyles was cute then. Anyway, so then they they got their like hair done, makeup, and everything, and then I called them the Towns Boys. These are also I call the them roughnecks. I called them roughnecks because that's what she called them. They once. just they just keep following all the women of the town around and making fun of them. So Wesley Snipes. Walks up and grabs the leader by the dick. And he's like, hey, I think you should apologize to these ladies. He drags him across the street like, apologize. And he's like, I'm sorry. I did like it because he goes, you like my nails? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> right in the dick. <laughs> and then he was like, and that is not how you approach a lady. When you see a lady from now on, you say, hello, ma'am. How are you doing? Or whatever the fuck she, he told her to say. And Good afternoon. Said, and now go home and take a shower and put on a clean shirt because you are just an affront to my abilities, sensibilities, or <laughs> some shit. And I was like, I like Wesley. So then they need to do a clothes makeover so that he go to the local um, clothing shop, mm-hmm. which they hit. This is who the gossip informed us. He has a st- 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 stutter. And I was like, you could have just said stutter, bitch. I know, rude. Mm. Then cut to the cop. We see him checking off all the gay places <laughs> for the girls. He's found he, all of them. He did do a drawing, a rendering of Patrick Swayze. I thought it was quite impressive because I'm assuming he drew it himself. But then he's no obviously stupid because he's holding this picture up to people's faces and it's like, they ain't even the same color. He don't. I know you knew. what. Okay, so he actually blocks off a town at one point. Yeah. I think that's coming up. It wasn't mm-hmm. this point. It wasn't here. And there's a black guy in a motorcycle helmet. And I was like, I think that's actually Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I said, I was like, what if that was Wesley? I, I, like, I, I was thinking tell. that looks like his eyes. He was like, moving in. He just goes, mm, move along. Doesn't take his helmet off. And I was like, that's that's kind of funny if it was. Anyway, so they're at this local clothing shop. Y'all, ain't nothing there but plaid and jeans. It's just drab as fuck. Wesley runs upstairs in this shop. And then he starts screaming because he finds a vintage clothes, like, trunk or something. And it has clothes from the 60s. He just screams glitter. He is, y'all, he is in love. He is throwing stuff down to the first floor to everybody. The shopkeep says, those belong to my grandmother. It's just stuff that they never sold. So we were actually going to send that to the Goodwill. So I'm like, so is it free? So I like, right here he goes, he said, he keeps trying to say good. And he's going, good, 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 good. And he has like a tick where if he like snaps, he'll go, he goes, good, 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 goodwill. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because later on, Patrick Swayze goes, oh, you are right, right back at him. Like, he was, like, doing a snap, like, oh, let me give some emphasis. He thought that's what he was doing, and that cracked me up. I didn't even pay attention to that. I do love it. <laughs> it was when he's giving him that book, and he goes, yeah. so I should, like, live by this, or I should read this b- b- book? And she goes, oh, you should live by this book. <laughs> 
Anyway, all the ladies are parading out of the shop with their new hairdos and their vintage duds, just feeling themselves, y'all. They just think they just the shit. I like there's that one lady that goes, ooh, that one's mine. He goes, bitch, this is mine. This is a fringe, bitch. It's fringe. And I was like, Wesley, you already have 45 different outfits. Fringe is his. In your one handbag. (laughs) Let her have some, even though she comes out probably the best dressed. And she got an attitude that can right? only be born with. <laughs> she, I'm pretty sure she's a bad teacher in every movie about school. I was like, she always has that face. Yes. Like, when she had her makeup, she was actually kind of cute. And I was just like, she's got a scowl. She's got And then to. at the end when she took her hair out, I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen you without your hair in a tight bun. <laughs> And so this is why I said the kitchen was on the second floor because the wife was up there looking down at all the women in town having fun while she was in the kitchen. And that's when... She's kind of dancing. Yeah, she's dancing to herself, you know, laughing, finally having a little bit of a good time. And that's when her husband comes into the kitchen. He just senses joy and has to, like, crush it. Mm-hmm. And so he comes over and tastes the soup. The stew, again, it's still too spicy. See, so either... She's been cooking that same stew all day. So, mm-hmm. this is the same day still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, some stews do take a long time, but... Two days. That shit nasty. Because I remember when I was watching this, I was like, oh, she's been cooking that for two days now. But I'm like, oh, no, that was like brunch and like, it's like two o'clock now. Right, it's the same day. They're having, I guess now, just eating at the cafe now that they've all been made over and... What's his face comes up? John Leguizamo. Oh, no, no, this didn't happen yet. Oh, it didn't? Uh, not yet. Right now, her husband came and complained about the stew being too spicy. She's like, I scooped out all the spices. So he throws it against the cabinets or whatever. And it looked like chili, not stew. She said stew. I was calling it whatever the fuck's in that pot the whole time. (laughs) And so, that's when. In a pot. It says Wesley was hanging out with the old lady. Wait, did I skip something? No. He's hanging out with the old lady. Patrick is hanging out with Bobby Lee, the owner of the hotel's oldest daughter. And And John walks walks up. up. Yeah. Yeah. And saying he has a secret romance. And Bobby Lee says she has one too. So John is getting a little too graphic for the little ass girl. That's why I was like, is she 11? How old is she? (laughs) I don't know. Like when she finally got made over, I was like, oh, she might be 15, 16. Because I thought she was 11. Like no lie. No older than 11 the whole time. Anyway, so he starts getting a little bit too real about this. And Patrick's like, ah, no, no, no. Telling him, like, ushering him off. Oh, you thought it was, I thought it was because Patrick realized it was the same guy. Oh, I thought it was because John was about to be all hoary like he always is. And so Patrick tells Bobby Lee, remember the secret to romance is to just imagine it. (laughs) Just imagine it. And so they go back out to the hotel Patrick walks in the kitchen. He finds the wife on the floor crying after she cleaned up the stew. I I'm just laughing because of what he says. Um, and so she starts making excuses saying that she was just clumsy and dropped the stew. And Patrick asks her, do you ever not cry in this room? And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, damn. And so later that night. And it is night now. Mm-hmm, they're all sitting out on the hotel stoop. Oh, so they did say the next day was the social. So this does have to be Sunday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because all the, this shit the dance, happens in one day. The dance was later. The same, that same night. night. Yeah. So the, would you just imagine how late this has to be? It is. It is dark. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it is at um. 
I mean, if we're talking winter, which I don't believe it was winter by the way mm-hmm. they were dressed, Mm-mm. I would say it has to, at a minimum, be seven. Yes. And so, Bobby Ray walks up with flowers, and Bobby Lee is just getting so excited. She goes, you said to imagine it. I did, and now it's happening. And so, we realize she has a crush on Bobby Ray. And so does Chi Chi. He walks up, and he's like, I came here to ask somebody out to the Strawberry Social Dance in a few hours. And so, Bobby Ray looks at Bobby Lee, and she's like, so nervous, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He goes, Bobby Lee. She's like, yeah. Can you take the kids inside? I have something I have to ask Chi Chi. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. Of all the people to ask to leave, that that cut her deep. And there was really, like, you already you already said, hey, I'm here to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to send the kids inside. Right. It's not like you said anything nasty. Can I take you to the dance and then dick you down? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> anyway, so Bob, they leave Bobby Ray and... Chi Chi to talk to each other inside. No, they run around the corner. Yeah. And Chi Chi goes, just come back in an hour, please. And then yeah. runs off. And, and so Patrick takes inside. John inside and he tells her, don't go to the dance with Bobby Ray. Both Patrick and Wesley feel like John is just being dishonest and leading Bobby Ray on by not telling him who he really is. And they never agree on anything. So that was nice. I'm sorry. I feel like, I feel like Bobby Ray should have been like, oh, I knew you were a guy. <laughs> I feel like everybody should have, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that should have been the twist. Like, oh, I know. Like, I still like you. So did the... There's like a the, whole... Like, there's a trope that still kind of happens in movies, not as much as like back in the 90s, where the gay characters can never end happy. They're either dead by the end of the movie, they got AIDS, some disease, their mm-hmm. friend died, their relationship broken up. They can never be in love or relationship. And that's like, well, what is it? Riverdale is one of the worst ones about that now. The 100, they had their first lesbian character, killed her off in a few episodes. I don't like, know either of these. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, It's still a trope that goes on and people have like been pointed out. And I feel like this is an example of it here too. Where if it would have, if he would have just stayed, like if he would have been like, I'm going to stay here. I've found where I'm meant to be. Like, I'd have been like, oh, that's cute. Him and Bobby Ray just raising little gabies. <laughs> little gabies, I like it. With Bobby Lee as the surrogate. That would be horrible. Anyway. <laughs> that so, would be. They're fighting about it. And, and basically, basically, Patrick tells her, tells John that she forbids him to do it. He's like, what? Like, who are you? <laughs> who is you? And so they get into an argument about how Patrick is always in everybody's business and all this stuff, trying to control everybody's life. And, to prove and him John wrong. says, and you're just jealous because nobody loves you, not even your rich mommy and daddy. And then John says that he's always in everybody else's business, but needs to clean up his own house first. And so they hear commotion down the hall. So Patrick runs to the door, opens it up to listen. And then he closes the door and he tells them that the wife is being beaten by her husband. What doesn't he say? Do you hear that? What is that? And doesn't John Lang was almost sound like you listen to stuff. Are you not minding your own business? (laughs) He keeps saying that. I was like, oh, got him. And so he's like, she's getting beaten by her husband. And Wesley goes, probably. And I was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> I've liked Wesley up until this point. And so she's like, well, we need to go help. 
And Wesley says, no, there are times when you help. And then there are times when you help and you get killed. So you don't help. This is one of those times. And so John comes back in saying, Patrick can't help himself. He's always in somebody else's business. So John tells Patrick, you're not the queen because you rule people and sit on a throne. You're a queen because you couldn't cut it as a man. So you put on a dress. So Patrick is about to speak his two cents. I know, right? He steps up about to speak his two cents. But when he steps up something, I don't know, a pendant light or something is hanging from the ceiling. And it snatches his wig off. And this is the first time we see him like, well, we saw him in the very beginning. But like as a man, like not Uh all dolled up and stuff. And so he's just like, like I'm I'm exposed. (laughs) And so. If it was on there that loose, you deserved it. Right? I know you got some wig You can tack. ride in a fucking convertible. You got convertible, wig tack, you got wig glue. You could have tied that shit down. Mm. What happened to that handkerchief? So, we didn't see it, but he put it back on because he rushed upstairs to the owner's room. He kicked the door in. It was just like, boom. Know, that was great. And then he tells the wife to step out and she's pleased with him, like, just, just leave. And so, no, John and Wesley are in the hallway. They usher her out and down the hallway. They're, like, standing there doing their nails. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Don't worry, Vita works out. Yeah, yeah. A lot. A lot. <laughs> and so, Patrick closes the door and tells the husband, oh, I think you like to hit women. And so, he says, yeah, sometimes women need to be hit. And I was like, light his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patrick tells her, well, sometimes men, needs to be hit. men need to be hit too. And then he slaps him. I was like, slap him? No, punch him. Then he punches him. I was like, oh, you didn't disappoint? Okay. <laughs> He punched the shit out of him. He fell back and everything. No slap punch. And then next thing we know, he got his ass thrown out of his own hotel. So I was like, oh, I like y'all. Okay, okay. Next, we have Creeper Cop. He's holding a checkpoint, stopping all the cars, <laughs> holding up this damn drawing. This is what Cody was talking about early, earlier. Just like, no such luck. You ain't finding Patrick, even though you probably let Wesley ass go just a second ago. So back at the hotel, John talks to Bobby Ray and basically Bobby Ray tells him, no, I don't agree. When you love someone, you can't lie to them. And John's like, not even a really tiny little bitty lie. It's like, bitch, that ain't no tiny lie. I mean, we don't know how big the lie is. We know what John's lie is. We don't know how big it is though, is what I'm saying. Regardless of the size, it is a big ass <laughs> lie. And Bobby Ray gonna find out real quick. <laughs> like so then he basically decides he's gonna give Bobby Ray to Bobby Lee. I just love that exchange. He walks to the house and he's like, you know what, Bobby Lee, I don't want, you can have him. Go, go ahead, just just take him. <laughs> and then finally, even though she was there at all the other makeovers, they decide, oh, we'll go ahead and make over you now. Who, uh, the wife? No, Bobby oh. Lee. Oh, okay. She was there the whole time they were making over. They just didn't touch her. Yeah. She's still there dressed so like a 12-year-old her, boy. so was her other sister who you said never existed. <laughs> I didn't see, I swear I didn't see her. I saw her. I just didn't know, she ain't got a I name. I saw her. Nobody else did. She don't have a name. I bet it's something Roberta Steve. <laughs> anyway, so they're all hanging out in the kitchen. The ladies are, are loving it. The wife got herself some wine, and she she ain't got no worries now that her husband's ass is kicked <laughs> out. Bobby Lee is getting her ass made over. Everybody's having a good little time. They're watching the Ten Commandments? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> and Patrick... Patrick and John make up with each other, apologize for all the horrible racist shit they said to each other. 
I'm sorry I called you a cellulite queen who was a cracker, who was white faced and all this stuff. Oh, and I'm sorry I said that she was a sway back. I was like, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, what is this shit? Hunchback? I don't know. And so they said that John has grown and accepted love or something. And, and that was so step he three. got step three. I said, what was step two? Not for you to know. I don't remember what two was. It must have been earlier that day. I didn't I didn't write down. Step two, hide the body. <laughs> and Check the body for final signs. He failed it, but they don't know yet. And so now the ladies are like, they finished getting Bobby ready. Bobby Lee ready. I can't just say Bobby ready. Mm-hmm. And tell her she got to have the attitude like whoever the fuck that was in the Ten Commandments. You would think that it would be Julie Newmar. Yes. But it's not. And so Bobby Ray walks up and she does not look like a toddler for once in this movie. So he goes, oh, you look good. No, what does he say? Chi-Chi, is that you? I thought of all oh! the disrespectful things. <laughs> I didn't even hear him say that. To say to this girl. Oh. Did you just he, call me he that comes man? walking up and she goes, Bobby Ray, and she's got his back to him. And he goes, Chi Chi, is that you? Not even the same color hair. Not the same, nothing. Uh, also, two feet shorter. <laughs> and she's like, nah, it's me. Shit. It's anyway. Bobby, it, it's me, Roberta Lee. <laughs> and so he's like, wow, Bobby Lee, you look nice or whatever. And so she was like, it's Roberta. And I so- stumbled onto makeup. Yeah, so he's all like, all right, this will do. And so they start dancing. And then the town gossip starts dancing with the nicest black man you'll ever meet. That's what I called him because I was like, really? that's what she called him. And so then the head roughneck comes over and dances with the old scary lady. And I was just like, oh, everybody dancing. And then the whole town does come out and start dancing. And that's when I was like, when the fuck was this dance planned? I don't know. But they got decorations up, like the, the whole side of the, building. the whole town is dancing. I wrote the whole town dances, mm-hmm. and they're standing right up on top of it. And they said, "All they needed was a little fairy dust or something like mm-hmm. that." And you realize what they're dressed like? Them damn fairies from Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> One of them's red, green, and blue. I was just like, "This ain't the goddamn social." <laughs> no, that's tomorrow. And so they're but, appreciating I mean, their at work. At this point, like. How much shit has happened? It's got to be midnight and the whole town's awake dancing in the road. Dancing in the street. I like it. And so Creeper Cop is at a bar just talking to himself about men holding other men and and touching other men and the smell of their cologne. Chins, rubbing other chins. Their rough hands touching. And I was like, oh, is this the moment that he realizes he is gay? He's gay. I thought the same thing. (laughs) And then to the hotel, I'm sorry, Ian walks the hotel owner. Let's also talk about how every person in that bar is staring at him like, what? <laughs> right? And so he goes over and he sits by the cop at the bar. Which, he, why would you choose to sit by that man? And then he picks up the shoe that was left behind at the crime scene. And he goes, is this yours? And he goes, no, it's not mine. But I'm looking for the person that belongs. He's drunk. That's, that's how I sound drunk. Okay. And that it ends right there. Back in town. They're putting up more decorations. It's the next morning. Yes. For the social that's going the on. The day of the strawberry social. One day later. The wife is fixing the girl's car. So I was just like, did, they did have the, the park part? come in? Or did this bitch know how to fix it the whole time? So the wife says she's going to miss having girlfriends when they all leave. And Patrick tries to tell her, you know, got a secret. about being girlfriends. And she goes, Adam's apple. And he's like, what? She's like, women don't have Adam's apples. I noticed that when you came in the first night 
that you had an Adam's apple. And she was like, you knew? And she says, I know it's nice to have girlfriends. And so I was like, aw. And just then, Creeper Cop drives up, just dusting all over their damn new picnic tables. <laughs> they literally have just picnic tables set up so in the many. middle of the road. They have about 45 picnic tables <laughs> set up end to end. And so he, he, I don't know why, but he goes inside of a building and goes out to the top balcony <laughs> and just starts ranting over a bullhorn. He's just screaming, I'll, these drag queens, but now he knows the name drag queen. Yeah, somebody saw They him. better come out. Yes, men in dresses. All you good town folks, you can stay where you are, but those sick freaks in dresses need to come out. And everybody in town is in their nice new red dress, and they come out like, what the hell is going on? I know, they red and wild. Right? <laughs> they ready for this social. So, all, well, all the drag queens are in their room like, oh my God, he's going to get us. Mm-hmm. So Patrick's just not having this anymore. And so he gets up and he walks out. And so we see... Patrick come out in this red dress and y'all this big ass bushy ass red veil over his face it is just all the drama and I was like is that Lady Gaga what's Mm, happening I can see it and so he walks up to the creeper cop and then unveils his face y'all it ain't Patrick it's the wife and she says it's Rizzo she says that's my shoe and he's like you're you're not her and her husband's there and she goes you're not her and I'm like you can't say, what are you doing here? That's my wife. Ignore her. He's like, you're not her or whatever. And so I'm like, whatever. Anyway, everybody in town walks up to them and everybody's like, that's my shoe. That's my, I'm a drag queen. No, I'm a drag queen. The cop is like, you're a drag queen talking to that old ass Just lady. Like, <laughs> She's like, well, yes. what else am I going to be? Ooh. Nothing this fabulous can be natural. That's <laughs> just like. Well, this is like the I am Spartacus from the old Ben-Hur movie. They all stand or, up. I'm Spartacus. Or from life when they all said, Ida Pappy. <laughs> exactly the same. Ida Pappy. Ida Pappy. Just like Ida cut a bitch. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> anyway, and so the town ain't having this shit. They run his ass off. He gets in his car. And then the husband looks at the wife. And she's standing there. She's strong. He just smirks. He gets in his car. And he drives off, too. And I said, did... Did he just desert his family? Is that? Mm-hmm. And she happy about and it. And I was like, don't he got a hotel to ride? Is he taking the, 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 tow, the truck. tow truck and the mechanic business? Like, what is happening? I don't think anybody thought that part. Who gets what? I don't understand how anybody in this town makes any money, but whatever. Right? And so the hotel owner, their other daughter, she goes around knocking on the door to the girls' rooms to see if they're okay. But she doesn't see them in there because they're hiding. In the dumbest of places. So once she leaves, they all come out. And I'm like, everybody was all in their window the other day when they was decorating. Y'all know they in there. Y'all could be all in their window now. Anyway, she leaves. They come out of their hiding places. And they are so overwhelmed. Wesley Snipes says, I didn't even want to stop here. And now all these people are taking up for us. And so they, like I said, they're overwhelmed by this. So Wesley tells Patrick, you know what? You were right. I am no longer going to be afraid of what others think of me. And I'm like... When were you? I mean, I I know he a few times was like, oh, let, let's not do that because they're going to be... They're going to harass. They're going to do this and all this stuff. And it was just like... But you make your living and live your life as a drag queen. Like, obviously, you don't care what most people think you. got to be over that. And so... He's going to make Hollywood wherever he is. And I'm like, nah, go to Hollywood. Anyway. Also, that doesn't make sense. I know, right? 
And so Patrick says that he wants to go back to Bellicanwood. Why? I, his Pennsylvania. just doesn't make sense to me. And he's going to walk up into that imitation Tudor style house and he will say, My name is Vita Boehm. Boheme. Boheme. And I don't need your approval. Or Boheme. I don't know. I don't know. Your approval is not needed, but I will take your acceptance. And Cody said exactly what I was thinking. Like, you're not going to get it. Like, bitch, just. Your time? She just shut the door on your face two days ago. Like, she don't love you. You know what else I realized? What? Wesley Snipes' dream is to go to Hollywood and stay there. Yeah. He didn't bring any of his shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe his dream is to go to Hollywood and get cast and then he can go back and get all his shit. I don't know. Maybe Are they even working on this project? Is he like going to go to Hollywood and be like, look, y'all need to do a movie about Dorothy Dandridge. And I'm That's sorry. true. <laughs> Is this even a movie? Was there a casting call? I'm just asking. If and... so, Halle Berry got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she play her in something? Yeah, in the Dorothy Dandridge story. <laughs> oh, so sorry, Wesley Snipes. I mean, with them guns, he could have got that Tina Turner role. <laughs> um... Auntie Angela did an amazing job. She did. Your fucking face. But I'm just saying. Happy <laughs> <be> rolling. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, both of y'all dreams are dumb. And then John comes out and he's like, I'm going to stand up too. I'm going to find true love and never let it go. And I was like, of course, your dream is about a man. And then he says. And that's what made me mad that he didn't stick with Bobby Ray. And he says. And also, I'm going to try to find the foundation a little closer to my actual skin tone. I was like, please, because you've been throwing me off all day. Wesley Snipes is gray. You pale like Casper. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Mad. So, Creeper Cop is standing outside or on the outskirts of town just watching them celebrate. Just screaming from a and distance. He's like the fucking Grinch. <laughs> and this random citizen, this old man just walks by. He tells him, look at the drag queens. He says, the founding fathers didn't fight for this. Well, he said life, liberty, and justice for all. That's not what the founding fathers meant. Mm-mm. Didn't then, include drag queens. And so the bystanders just like, you know what? I can only say one thing about those founding fathers. And he's like, what? They sure had fabulous wigs. He just fabulous, keeps on. Fabulous, fabulous, Keeps on minding his own business, walking down the road. Like a random farmer with a, what was it? It was either a chicken or a goat. I, don't know I know he better not be going to that social. He ain't got on no red. He, I think he had to get home. He had to go find that goat. <laughs> there, if he's not from that town, he he's ain't invited. Die. Okay. If he's not from that town, he is gonna die. He better go die something red before he come trying to eat that strawberry pie. Oh, he better go get red on. But I'm just saying <laughs> that that's probably his house, probably his home. And so they all have a great celebration, and afterwards they all try to see the girls off. Old lady gives Wesley a letter and tells him to reach out to some person when he makes it to Hollywood. And give him this letter. I don't know if it was a producer or something. I don't know. I don't know. They probably did. And so... I think he just turns around and throws it in the car. The town's lady give John flowers. And it's like, I thought they were bonding over a Spanish book. But when John starts to talk about it, they're like, okay, bye. And it was like, wait, what? Do you not like him? I didn't get that part. They, I just think it's funny. They go, these flowers grow wild around here like you. And then it's like just a bunch of sunflowers and <laughs> some of them dank, dangerous flowers or whatever that grow under the, under the, in the dark. Or in something. the dark and dank areas or whatever yeah. the fuck she said. Anyway, so I was like, do they not like him I did like, do I did like that whenever he's like, oh, this reminds me of whenever Princess Esmeralda did. And they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> just kissed him on the head and walked off. 
And then the wife is saying goodbye to Patrick, who asks her to come with them. And I'm like, bitch, she got kids. Like, fuck you, Patrick. And so Patrick gives her his stolen picture of Julie Newmar. And he's like, I'm sure you don't know who this is. But he's oh, no, that's Miss Julie Newmar. I mean, her name's right She's, fucking on it. I've always thought of her as being so statuesque. <gasps> that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, it's, it's one word. Y'all, whatever. It's not a word people use, though. It's a, it's a hard people to use describe for, women. for tall women. She didn't even look that damn tall. Fucking Patrick, you statuesque. I, yes, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I would use that to describe men or statues. <laughs> or men dressed as statues. Or women dressed as statues. You I, know, like like, I like it. You know, like the ones that like pose and don't move. Like, oh, they statuesque. Because <laughs> they look like a statue. Julie Newmar didn't look like a statue. She was wearing a swimsuit. Anyway, so he gives her that stolen ass picture. And as he walks off, the wife tells him, you know what? I don't think of you as a man. I don't think of you as a woman. And I was like, rude. I think of you as an angel. And then Patrick says, well, I think that's healthy. And I was like, I really want her to be like, I don't think of you at all. (laughs) What the fuck? Also, she screams this at him as he's walking to his car. And the whole town is just like a little bit behind her. I was like, hold on. Did everybody know they got dicks now? I mean, everybody took up for them and called themselves drag queens. So I think they knew that those three fuckers were the ones who were drag queens. That's true. I want to see. See, now I need the moment when Bobby Ray realizes that that's John Leguizamo had a dick. And I need to see if he cared. I would like to see him like shaking his hand or something like that. Like, yeah, like. No, I'm telling you, they belong together. He belongs with Bobby Lee now. Apparently, you only get two choices. <laughs> well, who else is Bobby Lee going to marry? One of the rapists? <laughs> I cannot. Is it them or that nice old black man? He's taken by that one woman now. By the mom from Meet the Fockers. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. That's the only thing I can think of for her right now. So then we cut to Hollywood, California. They mm-hmm. made it. It's the Drag, drag queen, queen of the United States Award. Mm-hmm. And they're going through all these drag queens announcing them. And they're like getting out of the way. And who is the winner? <laughs> I don't even like it. Well, the, it has... Like you hear Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes talking. And they're standing side by side with big fans. And they take the fans down. And like trying to elude. Oh, maybe it's a tie. And then they get out of the way. And there's Chi-Chi... Wearing, I don't know what from where. It's another trumpet mermaid type dress, but it's like she's, a deep V. I don't know. It's weird. Looking. She's looking like Elizabeth Taylor, and she comes out with at least a good wig <laughs> instead of that ratty old thing she had on the whole damn movie that needed to be dusted out <laughs> at least once. And she, they give her the crown, and she wins. And, and I was just the like, crown is presented by who? Oh, Julie Newmar. Yes. Thanks for nothing. First of all, didn't Patrick and Wesley get to go to California, to Hollywood for this competition because they won in New York? I don't think so. How was Chi-Chi even involved? Because the plane tickets were just so they could go compete in it. Yeah, I thought it was because they got to compete in it because they won at their local level. And this was the one of America. I don't know. I don't know if it works like... Oh, it just works like you just show the fuck... Oh, you lost out there? You just yeah. show the fuck up over here? You can run again? Yeah, I think that's how it works. Honestly, I do. Maybe Trump did need to run this shit. It made sense when he was doing it. 
It was creepier. No it made sense. men are allowed in the drag race. <laughs> Only women. And that was that. Yeah, I will say this. Now this kind of made me mad because it made me think of every time on Drag Race, whenever some ratchet person shows up at the beginning of the season and ends up winning, and you're like, they look like shit the whole time. <laughs> I'm looking at you, season two winner, Tyra. Where you at now? Calling in bomb threats because nobody wanted you to come to DragCon. <laughs> Bitch. That escalated so quickly. <laughs> Everybody hates her. I'll take your word for it. She trash. She was trash on the show. I was a Fifi fan, but she was the villain, so. So, remake, sequel, or leave it alone? I say leave it alone. I say it already got remade in a reality series. You told me. Which I thought was great. We're here. Watch it. Shangela, Bob, and Eureka go to different small towns and make over people and have them be drag queens or kings. And then, whew, you still... And this was filmed... I guess it, some of it was filmed in 2020 because it was, I think, six episodes and the last one was COVID-affected. Mm. So they just kind of talked about stuff. But there were still towns that they were like, oh, you're a drag sh- Oh, no, you can't be here. Because mm-hmm. there would be like, they'd be set up and then they'd have to go and talk to the place that was hosting it and say like, here's what we're planning. And they go, oh, no. And just kick them out. Some people threatened to call the cops on them. When they were walking around, they're like, okay, we're not doing anything. Yeah. I was just like, this is wild. Tis, tis, tis. So who was your drama queen? Wesley Snipes for his racism towards John and him calling him a boy in a dress. (laughs) (laughs) He was. He was was easily probably the most offensive person in this movie. (laughs) And you know what? He even did a voice like fucking Wayans Brothers from White Chicks. He'd be like, oh, that's how he sounded the whole time. And that's all I could picture. My drama queen, which I don't, I feel like drama queen's not the right word, but it's going to the rapist who went from zero to 60, back down to zero, who went from zero to 60, back down to zero in about 30 seconds. (laughs) Like, we're here, we're the villains, now we're the gentlemen, and everyone in town is okay with us almost raping passerby. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who was your unsung hero? The town shops for getting into festival mode very quick. They didn't have anything in inventory on Saturday. About she opened her bag and said, bippity bobbity boo. No, no. That shit flew out. <laughs> I'm talking about for this day of dance they had. And they got streamers and shit real quick. All their stores were drivers. That's fun. why the team got, or the, the team gossip, the town gossip had to go she into to that other town. Yeah, I know. I got to go to Greenville to get everything. <laughs> I was just like, well, damn. Because you went from just dirt to fun. I don't know. I, if I had to give an unsung hero to somebody, I'm, a, I'm giving it to Wesley Snipes. I talked about him at the beginning. I feel like he had all the right mannerisms. I feel like he was fucking killing it. And to me, like, you look at these three men, and he is like, holy shit, you get Wesley Snipes to dress up like a woman for this movie? Like, this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I just respect him for doing it. You just, I just wouldn't imagine... I wouldn't imagine Wesley Snipes ever doing this. Just like I couldn't picture Arnold Schwarzenegger doing it. Has he done it? I don't know. Did he do it in... Uh, Wasn't he pregnant? I was going to say, in the one he was pregnant, did he dress up like a woman? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't either. I don't want to see it. 
Now, I could see The Rock doing a movie where he's in drag, but it's not going to be a pretty one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what was your moment of innocence? She says, so we just not going to address all this sexual assault that was occurring? Like, Patrick was literally assaulted. John was about to get gang raped. I was just like... Probably murdered. We just, we just going to blow all, over all this shit. Like, oh yes, we had a fun festival. I'm like... I need oh, some charges. We were so social. I need some charges brought up. My moment of innocence. I, I actually have two. One pertaining to the movie, and one pertaining to this week's most popular song at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the movie is. I thought there was a sequel to this. I thought this movie was called. Like I feel like the two Wong Fu really confused me, and I thought it was telling me it was number two. So I thought the second one was Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. And I thought the first one was Wong Fu. Or like some version. And I was. So I watched this like six months ago. And then I tried to find the second one for at least 30 minutes before I realized it did not exist. Now, my real moment of innocence comes from Gangsta's Paradise mm. and Coolio. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, and this is like. I want to. How old would I have been? Fourth grade, maybe? Fifth grade? I don't know. Probably fourth, yeah, about nine. I went to a church camp that we had to go to. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I'd never heard this song before. Because growing up until I was probably in, like, high school, I didn't know there was any other music other than country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that's That's what the unfortunate thing I was forced to listen to as a child. And I heard someone singing this as I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought this little white boy named Skyler made up a rap about a Bible verse. And that's what I thought this song was. I did not know this was Coolio. I did not know this was Gangsta's Paradise. I just thought this was actually the Bible verse for a long time. Tyler. <laughs> no, just Skyler. Oh, Sky- even, even worse. Even worse. Skyler just... Uh- Always, the man's always taking it from us. Can't get credit for nothing. I just remember everyone singing it. I'm like, whoa, I know this Bible verse. As I walk through the valley out of the shadow of death. And then I get to the other part and I'm like, I don't remember this part, but it sounds great. <laughs> I told Shayla, this would probably be my widest confession. Ooh, that's, that's white. I appreciated it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your extra extra? I say any and everyone who actually thought for a second that those were women. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Nah, you don't think they women. You want them to be women. That's what that was. Oh, all parts. Like, mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. They weren't trying to be women. They're trying to be drag queens. It's different. My extra extra is gonna go. It's gonna go to Clara. She was fun. <laughs> she didn't say much. She was there, and then she had a couple of good one liners. <laughs> but I like yours more. <laughs> Everyone who thought these were women. So on to our favorite thing. <sighs> I was just thinking, like, did I do anything with my life? Like, I didn't watch anything. My favorite thing. Like, Sleep. 
Always. That's always my favorite thing. Slurp. I was like, I didn't watch anything really. I saw Spies in Disguise, and I'm like, even though I did see that. Oh, not, how is that? Eh. That is on HBO, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's eh. It's nah. Some Burr. like penis jokes. And I'm like, no. Penis jokes? Yeah. They're always sneaking that shit in. Anyway. Um, they say the word penis in a kid's movie? They don't say it, but it's jokes. Oh. Anyway, so I was like, even though I saw that, not my favorite thing. I think the favorite thing that I actually saw was just like YouTube videos. I've been seeing like a lot of YouTube how-to and DIY videos. And that now I have to go make Pinterest fails. So, mm, <laughs> so okay, there you go. Okay, okay. My favorite thing. Yes. For those of you that don't know, there's been a lot of good streaming stuff coming on. Boys season two premiered. I still haven't seen any episodes of that. Oh my God. I'm... Oh I think God. I just want to wait till they're all available. And wait, then have I you just, seen season one? Yeah, and then I just Oh, like, okay. Oh, okay, then it's fine waiting. Yeah. I thought you hadn't seen any of season one. Season two does introduce... I think this girl is from... Oh, it's a movie one of my... Or TV show one of my friends likes that I never watched. It was on FX. It's about like a British couple. Or there's like a British guy that's married. And they hate each other. I don't know. But she's like a new hero in this one, mm-hmm. and she is just a fucking bitch, and I love her. There's also Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. I saw like the first episode. It's, it's a little creepy for I my I saw day. the first episode too, and that is bloody, it's bloody gory. but still. I was not prepared for that. I was like, oh, look at this. Oh, oh we got robots. Oh, Robots. Robots killing robots. Like, what's... John is. Um, I always let John watch like episode one, and then he'll be like, "Yeah, n- not for you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Good, thank you." I didn't think someone so. lost an eyeball. Oh, I didn't see that part. No, I'm just saying that's when it's like, "Oh, oh not for you, not okay. for you." Someone lost an eyeball. Oh, I'm out. Thanks. <laughs> but my actual official favorite thing this week okay. is the TV show The One Hundred. I may have mentioned it before. Like this show just goes balls out. I feel like all the time. The like, the premise of where we are now is not even the premise of season one. Like, season one, it's like, the entire Earth has been destroyed due to, like, a nuclear war, and we've been living in, like, a ring around the Earth for a while, like, in space. And they finally want to test it and see if it's livable, so they send down, like, 100 juvenile offenders to see if it's livable. And it kind of is like, the first season's kind of like Lord of the Flies... A lot of mystery kind of thing. Like, there's stuff down there that's been mutated. It just grows into so much. And now we're on season seven. It's going to be the final season. And this show has gone, like, at the end of every season, they don't know if they're coming back or not. So they go balls to the wall with their finale. They don't give a shit about <laughs> They'll murder their characters left and right. Uh, like, it is just insane. And this show somehow has made it. And their last episode is going to be episode 100. I think they have three or four left, and I am ready. Like, like just the episode that just came out, I screamed. I screamed at the end of it. Like, I wasn't ready. People, everybody be dying, and you're just not ready. I mean, I know it's ending, but it's just like, oh, oh. This show, I just can't. (laughs) I'm telling y'all, you need to watch. When you think they can't top themselves, oh, you wait. You wait. It's like the Fast and Furious franchise. Which, for those of y'all that didn't hear... Oh, God. Confirmed Fast and the Furious 9 will somehow be in space. 
And yes, that is the one that comes out next year. That should have already been out if it wasn't for COVID. <laughs> so that's it for this week's episode. Make sure you tune in in a couple of weeks for our next episode. I'm excited about this one. When we gonna be watching Super Mario Brothers. Yay, I'm so excited. With John Leguizamo, he's back. Yeah. I know he's Italian in this one. <laughs> yeah. So he's not gonna be as racist Hispanic. We'll see if he's like racist. I think we stopped counting like all stars. Because they, they all all stars in our eyes. I'm gonna say, oh, I think we've covered so many people. I, I think Naomi Campbell might be an all star. I think she was in another one we did. Oh, well, anyway. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that's it for this episode. Make sure you are listening to it, or make sure you are following us on our social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you guys are rating and reviewing wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. And don't forget to visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WWTEC podcast, where every little bit you donate to us will give you something in return. And like I said, be back in two weeks. You know, that song's not in that movie, is it? Is it not? We're going to find out in two weeks. (laughs) Bye.